You're listening to Almost Diplomatic, DC-based podcast that discusses geopolitics, national security, a whole bunch of nonsense over beers. And as a disclaimer, the views and comments made during this episode are those of the participants and do not represent any entity that they volunteer with or are employed by. Enjoy! Welcome back to Almost Diplomatic. I'm your host, Ryan Young, and joining me today is... Kevin Truitt, Robert Thomas, Lex Cardone, and we're recording on June 16th, 2019. Uh, so we're back for another episode. We're actually doing it during the day, which is weird for us. Um, and today, well, first of all, we get that, that today, this will be our 40th episode. And uh, tomorrow, uh, June 17th, is our exact two-year anniversary of recording the episode number one. Woo! <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> yeah. Happy Terrible Twos. Yeah, everyone. so it's uh, it's been fun. I'm glad. I hope we keep doing it. I mean, we've achieved nothing. It's still been fun to do the entire time, which was the goal of it, really. So, yeah. yeah we achieved, I'm just in it for the booze. Yeah. Well, I mean, what else is new? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's important to stay on brand. <laughs> Rob, are you using your phone as a coaster? <laughs> as a coaster. <laughs> Moving on. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So uh, thank you all for doing that the last two years, and we'll continue doing it till well, whenever we don't. And many more. Well, that <laughs> anyway. that didn't fit the cadence, but okay. I mean, it is what it is. What 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 what, what here actually makes sense most of the time? Um, I know I don't. The booze, the booze makes sense. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, so speaks. we're <laughs> okay. Besides all that, uh, <laughs> our actual topic is we're talking about Chernobyl, since HBO came out with that little miniseries and became. Incredibly popular very quickly is basically beat out almost every other show. Yeah, it convinced a lot of people not to cancel their subscription after Game of Thrones ended. It so, was that was a pretty good market. Very, season. very good move by uh, the folks at the home box office. Also, if you can get my like frat star, like rising sophomore in college uh, brother who like used to be a lax total lax bro to like actually Google like how nuclear reactors work and how Chernobyl happened, that, that's pretty <laughs> well, successful. <laughs> like, <laughs> small miracles, but well. We'll get there. Nate knows. So, <laughs> so with that, uh, Lex, what are we drinking today? Well, um, unlike normally when we have our beer of the podcast um, segment, we're actually making, uh, because of the topic, uh, we decided to have a, a little vodka cocktail. And we have a couple mixies between the three of us and the four of us. Uh, Three of us are Apparently drinking. Apparently, it's uh, hitting them pretty well if you can't count now. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm just I'm trying to remember who, now? Has, who has the Bloody Marys and who has <laughs> no, the screwdrivers. I was being generous. So, we're, basically, we're drinking uh, Russian Standard um, vodka, yeah. as one does when discussing a, a nuclear power plant. Should disaster. be Soviet Standard. But... Yeah. And um, uh, with our own Bloody Mary mix that is totally not store bought, but we added a bit to it. So, um, I think it came out pretty well. How's your, your uh, Tropicana and. Russian standard. The screwdriver is, is going well. <laughs> okay. And then... Um, Probably healthier than that. Kevin, what are you drinking? Oh, I... Uh, <laughs> oh, this, I forgot about this. <laughs> no, I made a bloody screwdriver, which actually has a... A shank. <laughs> yeah, you can call it a shank. <laughs> so it's, it's a mix between sort of what everyone else is drinking, and I'm. it's surprisingly better than I expected. I thought it was going to be bad, but like, okay, like... It's just, a mixy someone, and a mixy. It's... It, so the orange juice kind of milds out the spice, um, but I don't think it's... It's not as bad as you'd think. Yeah, I can't really feel it's my tongue. It's not bad. It's just weird. Mm. Yeah, mine is really. I put a lot of jalapenos in this Ooh. one, and I can't really feel my my lips right now. So you want to try this? Uh sure. I mean, it's not. <laughs> Let's it's take just, it. It's very weird because there's a lot of different flavors floating around in there. Just like a used shank. 
Yeah, that's uh, that feels like I'm drinking a shank. <laughs> Reduce, reuse, recycle. <laughs> yeah, we we do what we can. Anyway, <laughs> lots of uh, lots of applications. Um. So anyway, Chernobyl. Uh, who wants to lead off? Of... So if you don't know what Chernobyl is, you're a fucking moron. Wow, way to alienate our <laughs> thousands and thousands of listeners who are coming to us for this information. Yeah, well, you know what? <laughs> Hi, Mom. You know, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so yeah, it was probably, oh, is it the worst or is Fukushima um, the worst? I was... think in terms of deaths, it's more, but yeah. I think that in terms of actual devastation, I think Fukushima might... Well, about the same. I think yeah, I think Fukushima was still like limited to the area, yeah, like around it. But like you know, Chernobyl wrecked most of the country. Also, right. keep in mind that the Fukushima disaster was a nat- a natural disaster combined with secondary effects on a nuclear site, earthquake, and tsunami. Whereas Chernobyl was sadly one hundred percent man-made. Yeah, and it could have been you know basically. Um, Oh, fuel rods, uh, a lot of government misfunction, a lot of you know design flaws, and you throw into that this whole attitude of secrecy and kind of um, covering up the truth, and basically di- diluting the truth until the truth the truth means nothing at all, and that kind of environment leading to cover ups and backstabbing, and you know essentially it's covering it, your own ass. It, which the, so the show is is a scathing indictment of like an opaque uh, authoritarian. Uh, security state society where there's no accountability because if something's wrong you cover it up because it makes you, the state yeah. look weak but the head of the kgb specifically assured <laughs> everyone on the show that it was a circle of accountability yeah <laughs> circle so, of accountability and, you know, we, need to have our, we need to have our faith in the soviet socialism and that we it will always uh, be rewarded yeah the the bernie <laughs> sanders character <laughs> Kind of did look like him. I thought he looked. But he got up. Me. Yeah. yeah, there was this uh, in the first episode. There was a very poignant scene of you know people debating whether or not to evacuate the town, and certain you know, and it, it was basically a committee meeting from the local energy department. And at one point, this old guy in the back gets up on his cane, and it looks like he's been around since you know the Russian Revolution. And he says, "Look at that portrait over there." You know, of, and it's just a big bust of Lenin. It's like this is what we're here for. This is what we're doing. You know, we need to. Our faith in the system must always be rewarded, and the people must always uh, be prevented from shooting themselves in the foot, so to speak. Undoing so, the fruits of their undoing own labor. the fruits of their own labor. Yes, um, an so, interesting way of thinking about um, the dictatorship of the proletariat. Right. Yeah. yeah. Some um, people just need to be governed by a strong hand. Yeah, which is funny when it's the workers and the peasants who are supposed to be running things but that's a that's a bigger topic about you know the, the flaws and perils of authoritarian systems but then soviet union particularly. yeah well, not yeah. just the yeah. soviet union but it's sort of the communist socialist Lenin, yeah. marxist Lenin system. I, I feel like it was also just a huge like for the initial level, just the gross misunderstanding of what radiation does or because people were kind of like oh well it's whatever like oh it's like it's, it's like the ashes like snow everyone's like yay playing it it's like all those people died on the bridge, and there were, you know, oh, the why? Fortunately, why is all that the air- was a fictionalized uh, scene. That, yeah, that came basically from an urban legend rather than yeah, you know, so, an actual historical piece. So, so uh, fortunately, at least that's one instance where yeah, so things I'll, weren't as high casualty. So I guess because Rob and um, Lex haven't seen the last episode yet, so that is one of the closing scenes. And yeah, I think I think Rob's right. That is actually from an urban legend. Um, 
but the the show does claim that that's true. I I'm suspicious, yeah. but yeah. well, it's more. It's probably it's like it, there's a, probably a, a people who got like directly in its path, essentially got you know over, where the wind was blowing and you know, yeah, like, right. like they well, yeah because you see in the I think it was the first or second episode you see like the radiation creeping over the woods and the woods turning orange. And yeah. that maybe not it didn't happen as quickly as it I mean for dramatic effect yeah, the opposite dramatic, dramatic. but the red forest is a thing and it's still a kind of a no go zone even you know even today fast forward you can visit the exclusion zone I mean yeah. you have to have a you know a radiation meter and you know you can't go a couple you, bottles you of can't vodka. You, a couple bottles of vodka of course you can't dig to other under two inches yeah. above the top you soil can't pet the animals. you can't pet the animals. But you, there I don't are think you some want to pet areas, any animals like they want to eat some, you. You can get pretty close up to the building, but there are certain areas where you just cannot go. And one of them is mm. this forest, which is basically turned into a petrified wasteland. Well, the uh, the last react so the the plant itself kept running up until the two the early early two thousands, I think. Um, well, the 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 other three reactors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were still being run regularly. That's terrifying. Yeah, I know. Um, but essentially, what they did is they've and now they've completed, I guess, a couple of years ago, this tomb that yeah. was the last hundred years. Um, yeah. Cost billions, but they can't. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not like you just flip an off switch to these things. So they no. had to maintain, um, you know, the reactors. That's... Well, it was also an off switch that, yeah, didn't kind work. of didn't, didn't work, work with the work last as planned. So, but... Yeah, but what well, happens but... when you you try to go cheap? But so this idea of people not <laughs> understanding radiation and how nuclear power work is an interesting one because it has lots of different dimensions to it that we continue to see in how people talk about nuclear energy and how that relates to society and security because you have either periods where people just kind of think of it as totally benign, don't worry about it, don't take it seriously, or cases in which they have this sort of blanket phobic reaction to it without understanding now there's an actual science to this and to what is and is not dangerous in terms of levels of exposure in terms of how things spread around and so forth and so it's i mean in any system whether it's an authoritarian one or a, a more open one it's hard to have good decision making about something that's that technically complicated when People who are making those decisions aren't always people mm-hmm. with a background in yeah. what is this and how does it work. The crux is in, in an authoritarian system, you have not only the problem of education and making sure people know what is and what isn't dangerous. And, you know, you don't want to cause a panic, but you don't want to, you know, lure them and lull them into a false sense of security. There, in those kinds of systems, you have the propaganda issue. And mm-hmm. we saw multiple times in the, in the series that the actual extent of the radiation leakage was either... Um, willfully, you know, it's only it's only it's only three point six. Well, yeah, it was willfully, you know, disregarded or you know the uh, not investigated. For well, it's like well, we have we have these um, decimeters that only go up to a certain number. Oh, it's only this number, even though it was many, <laughs> many, many, many times that, and nobody wanted to rock the boat and yeah. investigate that issue. Well, and that's not just a propaganda issue; that's an incentive issue. Yeah, I mean when. When the nail that sticks up gets hammered down as part of how a system works, you disincentivize people to be honest and and frank in how they approach problems. 
And you see this in plenty of other cases. I mean, in, in the case of the People's Republic of China, for example, you had a tremendous, terrible famine that killed millions of people. That never happened. Well, not if you, not they, if you read a Chinese textbook. Although they haven't kind of papered over that as effectively as Tiananmen Square, <laughs> but it's like that. Right. The, the, did you guys see but, that meme that has like the different phones? And it's got the Tiananmen Square, and, and then the Huawei phone just doesn't have any tanks. <laughs> yep. Oh Huawei. But they had this this huge famine basically because you had a system where they were trying to boost industrial production and switching people and resources from agricultural labor to industrial Which is what happened in Ukraine in the Holodor. And and in these situations, the incentive structure is such that people down the totem pole falsify and inflate numbers Mm -hmm. so that they don't get skinned for it. Mm -hmm. And the process keeps repeating up and up the chain. And so then you have people at the top making decisions based on incredibly inaccurate information because of incentive structures that they control or put in place themselves. So shit rolls uphill and downhill. Well, I think like the how the show's sideways. How, <laughs> sideways. I like how the show started out because they basically just like all right, and then they blew up. It's kind of like what happened. because well, every yeah, everybody knows like the yeah, it melted down, and now you can't go there. Kind of yeah. Thing. Well, like, I, well, actually, it's funny because I was I was giving shit for people like who didn't know about it before, but like I mean, I, you had known about it growing up because Ranway had been mentioned and stuff. I I really did research on it in two thousand seven after. Uh, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare came out. Yeah. There's, a, there's, a, there's a level in Pripyat. <laughs> Which for those who are, haven't watched the show or studied the historical incident, that's the, the cl- town like, yeah, near like, Chernobyl power plant. Yeah. But I, I like... It started from the beginning of just like, they don't blow up. And this guy's like, no, I, I've seen the hole where it's at. Like, it's gone. <laughs> there's yeah. just a crater and just a fire coming out, which is the scariest looking thing ever. Yeah. And that... Yeah, just this, and that extended to the mini series where it was like, you know, the like, how is the reactor not there? Like, the reactor is gone. It's gone. It's, it's like, gone. There's just a giant like maw of it's like, like he smoke and fire. And he like, doesn't know what he's talking and, about. And like, not only fire, he's that, in shock. Yeah, I've been like, doing this 25 years. It's like you're still a fucking idiot. Like, you, it's like, yeah. Well, you've never seen. Yeah, and then finally, yeah. But you did see the differences in like where people went versus what radiation, like what sickness they came yeah. down with. Like people who went and saw this thing came back with. What looked like a bad sunburn. Yeah. Well, it's just, and within seconds. And was, the uh, yeah. the like emergency responders, you know, who mostly died of radiation poisoning. Yeah. Like very soon afterwards. Because they had they had basically they had basic firefighting EMS protective equipment. Yeah. Great for picking up fire, but... bricks of radio radioactive graphite. Allegedly, someone was saying that it wasn't a super accurate depiction of radiation. Um, yeah, it was a little dramatized and like a lot of like with people, you know throwing up and stuff and mm. that that would be severe acute exposure mm. the more accurate kind of thing is what you saw like with at the i guess at the end of it um Legasov, the guy who was basically when he comes in and says we have five years to live because they're all going to get leukemia or something yeah. with kind of with and it's not and it's it's not something you ever feel or um it hits you until years later and that's what most of the radio action like, and, yeah and, except for the people who actually went in and cleaned up with their bare hands yeah. and and so the interesting thing is so no one knows how many people actually died as a result i mean the, the hbo series estimates between nine thousand and forty thousand, which yeah. is very like, like a massive number but the thing is one the soviet union actually <laughs> after the incident occurred uh banned uh I, I was reading this i think on wikipedia um so 
don't you know take it with a grain of salt. Wikipedia but it, is the Bible. It we is. all know this. Um, <laughs> it is gospel. Yeah, uh, but I guess the Soviet Union banned famous last uh, radiation as a cause of death being labeled as a cause of death after the Chernobyl incident. So obviously, like. Even great accountability. spikes of cancer yeah. rates. Because they didn't yeah. want to own up to the fact that, you know, a shit ton of people got cancer and probably died from the Chernobyl But incident. they even, apparently the part where they they bust in hundreds of thousands of soldiers from these rear echelon units and had them just picking up debris. Yeah. You know, the, the, a lot of those people ended up dying, and many of them not, not very long later. Yeah. So that's not, you know, they used people and then they discarded them because they had to, because it could have been much worse. Um, had the reactor melted down into the water supply, you would have had that entire river. And one of the most fertile areas in the world, Ukraine, yeah. would have been complete, a complete wasteland. So, Yeah, because it's... It, and that's my question. I wonder if... If it was any other country, or say it was like... You, it was like, you know, 1992 or 93 when this happened. Like, what would have been the difference in response? Because... Yeah. Because, I mean, you're able to basically forcibly mobilize people to go to this area and do this shit i don't it, yeah if, <laughs> if you live in it i mean the the benefits and drawbacks of a closed authoritarian system like could you have you know mobile a- but uh, on the other hand they also had much less ability or willingness really in, in many ways to cooperate with other countries that yeah. had specialized resources i mean like they talk about getting the the West German the robot, robot. Yeah, that, yeah, they, the... that they tried to use, and and, it, and it what like what a challenge that was to even make something that simple happen of like borrowing this one yeah, piece of yeah. specialized and they couldn't equipment. Even, from they couldn't even get it right because the they gave the them curtain. the propaganda number. Yeah. They're like, oh, it's only two thousand. Yeah, they they gave per unit. They, not twelve thousand. So they <laughs> so, they essentially fucked themselves. Because the they continued to you know use those lies because if they admitted that things were as bad as they actually were then they'd actually have to deal with it you know and admit to the world that look the Soviet Union fucked up and I mean Russia today is the same problem yeah. it's like we we never do anything wrong we're perfect which you and have so, to you have to imagine there was some cold calculus of somebody very high up thinking you know if we don't get the rope we'll get it's better that we give this number. And we, you know, end up having to go to Plan B, which is use a bunch of soldiers and you know motor motor riflemen to basically do this by hand. And they're all bio dead. robots. Yeah, the bio robots, which exactly. is actually what they call. <laughs> they're them. all yeah. dead. They're all dead within you know four or five years. But Fun. it's better that than sacrifice the system itself, which is terrifying because that's an easy decision for somebody in that position to make. I mean, it's not a moral thing. It's like a you know. If Soviet socialism or whatever society, I, I don't think this is just a communism thing. I think this no. can happen in any society no. where truth is is put in the backseat. Yeah, it's, it's that type um, of system. Yeah, you have a a very easy calculus to make. If you believe that this is the system that will, you know, bring happiness to the to mankind, or as the, the episode title is, you know. So, so, so good, bro. So kind of fun linguistic trivia here. The word robot actually comes from I knew you were gonna say uh, that. from <laughs> Czech. Uh, term for basically a, a servant, a serf, a, a, a laborer. So we yeah. use it for technology, but it, it was, was actually meant it, for people. It was originally meant for a group of flesh and blood human beings mm-hmm. who were being degraded, abused, and used as tools. So OG okay. robots. No, no, it's like so we, we're the, back the, to square one. The, sl- <laughs> the, the slaves have escaped. I don't like that word. You know, prisoner, <laughs> prisoners of jobs. Let's call them yeah. <laughs> wage slaves. Yeah. The so. Um, 
that's actually interesting and not to go too much on, on tangent, but I mean, Nazi Germany actually had similar problems. They never really emerged, but you look at things like decision-making during the second world war and because Hitler was, you know, the be all end all and he made a lot of bad decisions, but no one, and people wouldn't want to come to him and say, Hey, we shouldn't do this until it was too late. Cause like, yeah. like, what was it? Uh, when D-Day happened, it was like, well, we don't want to wake the Fuhrer from his, uh, from his nap. Yeah. No. And no one wanted to be the, as you said, you know, the, the, the exposed nail gets hammered down. Nobody mm-hmm. wanted to be the first guy to say, um, actually, this is... Or, not like, what... death of Stalin. That was, I was, <laughs> that's what I was, that was, Soviet, Soviet planes do not crash. No one... No one Soviet reactors to, do not explode. <laughs> no one no one wanted to be the one to bother Comrade Stalin. And so... He died in a puddle of his own feces. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually. Eventually. <laughs> no, he was pretty full of shit. Anyway, so like, oh, we saved him. Oh, man. It's like, oh, no, he's dead. <laughs> There's another great movie, uh, not like Chernobyl, which was a serious. That was yeah, but the themes, like the comic ineptitude, and it the, was very accurate. So Chernobyl's a drama, yeah, and very depressing. Death of Stalin is a black comedy, but they both encapsulate very well Death of Stalin in a comedic sense, and uh, Chernobyl in a sort of tragic sense. The that that level that of black accountability yeah. and you know the truth is only what the truth is what i say it is and but not to question things that you're not supposed to question and like mm-hmm. and yeah. when you run into chernobyl it's like okay well you can you know you can hide the truth you can obfuscate you can pretend it's not true but the radiation is still bleeding out and like yeah. people will still <laughs> the die tr- yeah it. it's yeah that's not going to stop that may stop people from you know you for for you you being embarrassed but the radiation is still coming out. You'll still die. Kilowatts so, per hour. <laughs> well, so this question of embarrassment, though, applied to the Soviet Union internationally, is kind of a, an interesting issue in this case in particular because the effects of Chernobyl reached well beyond the borders of the Soviet mm. Union and even its satellite states and threatened to reach much more viciously far beyond there. So you have a situation where the the Soviets and NATO basically aren't on terms where the, they felt comfortable reaching out to cooperate and collaborate to address this disaster, and yet... There was no couple, couples therapy for Cold War. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yet, in that environment where they couldn't or wouldn't collaborate effectively the effects of this weren't going to be contained to one side or the other. Yeah, because the only reason it got out is because, you know, there were radio... Or there were the Swedes nuclear, were... Yeah, there were yeah. nuclear plants in Sweden that were picking up elevated levels, and they, and they found like, out very ours. quickly that it was, you know... Yeah, it was like, it's not Soviet ours. Soviet heavy it's, water. It's yeah. coming from the Soviet Union. It's got, like, all the, you know, the markings of a Soviet... Yeah, this isn't, you know, from reactor. a bomb. This is not, like... This is U-235, so this is, like... Um, power grade fuel then, not, then like the is... americans like put satellites over they're like oh shit look at that <laughs> yeah you think, that looks sa- bad. you think the satellites got like a, de- a deadly dose of radiation because it's probably shooting straight out right that it's a little far that wouldn't really be how it works i mean we're not talking about a laser here no i know the I'm exposure just... that you would get as a what are you a scientist flying right over yeah. is not yeah. No. going out that, that millions seemed, of miles was that i mean yeah you the don't helicopter. want to fly right the no so seemed, the helicopter ran into a crane it, it actually it, happened but it, it hit a crane that you it think, like, it's just it. like the power just shuts down when they fly over it that that didn't no, happen yeah no. that, that, that seemed like the, a, the helicopter that was too major uh, to the blade caught a crane that had been right set well, up i next think to it. i think the worry was that they um the radiation could like the 
could destroy like the sensors and stuff, like yeah. the robot. It's the same thing. So the helicopter would crash because of that, because like the rotors would like disintegrate, or like the, or like you know the pilots would burst. Into oh flames. yeah, the, the pilots would probably die <laughs> that instantaneously. One, the roof like that was closest to the open yeah. reactor was like several hundred times as contaminated as the rest of the building, and like that's why you couldn't really send a normal like this. The Russians had, you know, even back in the eighties, they were using like bomb disposal units for. Um, you know, fighting in Afghanistan yeah. when they were there, so they were used, trying to use the same stuff, but it's it's the '80s and it's heavy and it's you know you can't. They didn't have the technology that we do today, but I mean, would it really matter if even system, today. if that system is still in place that encourages um, optimistic projections? Well, that's why I think uh, the last episode was really good. Like when he, they give the basically. The presentation, or basically the trial, or so, so yeah. they pretty much in Chernobyl, where they talk about, hey, like the reason we do this, like, well, why is it like this? Can they you know, explain to people who don't know shit about this? And he's like, oh, why? It's like because we're cheap, because we we we're the only ones who do it, and it's because we want to. We don't have the funds, and we we pretend that we're all great, and we don't have the fucking money for it, so we yeah. cut corners. Yeah, and it's it's corner cutting that oftentimes leads to disasters like that, you know. And then and then like in the cover up stuff too, because like they found like there might be an issue with like the, the emergency shut off, so they basically made that not the paper not exist anymore, so no one yeah. knew about it. So they're doing if it doesn't exist, it can't it can't come back. Cause to bite problems, us. yeah. Well, so even if they I mean they did, it could have been even a problem even if they had done the the test correctly right. instead of like we gotta get it done. I know we were supposed to do it three years ago. You know, finally, you know. What was crazy to me like the fact that both. The people who did get blamed for it and and sentenced to ten years hard, hard labor, they were guilty of it. But even though they were guilty of you know malfeasance and being you know incompetent, incompetent and all that, it still could like the design flaw was there, and that yeah. the and the fact that they had to jump so th- like there were so many design flaws here, here, here that to allow that to be even possible, yeah, without you know. All of those things had to combine for this to happen. And yeah, it's like a the perfect storm essentially right. that helped that happen. And but it's like it, it's the Soviet system basically allowed it to happen because of the being cheap, hiding secrets. We like, oh no, they're all great. They can never, you know. They go, there was like also issues during the series, and they're like, well, we need to start fucking fixing the other ones because um, you know how many right others next door? Yeah, yeah. the ones yeah the ones the ones actually in Chernobyl, and then there's the ones that you know they're across oh, yeah. the Soviet Union. It's like, so that could also happen in other places. Yeah. They should know. Yeah. And and it's the only reason it didn't happen is because there just wasn't this comedy of human error fuck-ups yeah. among the workers there. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's like there, the bureaucratic problems caused, you know, two, had twofold. So the, the direct impact was it set the conditions that led to the AZ-5, which was the machine or what the button that they that was yeah. a shut off. Button, yeah, that right? would drop yeah. all of the boron rods, the... The uh, control rods into the reactor, but it pulled them all but, out. So. But yeah, so well, um, and what had been classified, you know, top levels like buried by the KGB and the Soviet state was that it would actually create a situation where it would be more reactive and explode. Yeah, for a um, very short moment, but enough to cause yeah an explosion. And it, yeah. it was a very specific instance, and it was just a conglomeration of human error, bureaucratic, you know, obligation. Well, it, it was. It was. It was. Human error to the point of like one guy's real error because they're like one because they when they they, they they ignored all the the safety requirements they had which were mm-hmm. not great in the first place because like no one confirmed like they'd done the actual test which they hadn't yeah and then like putting it off like oh well, you know because 
oh, no, actually, another Soviet problem because they wanted to, like, oh, we have to have enough power for the factories so they could, like, finish doing the production for this month because, you know, for the state kind of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, they're like, okay, well, we'll, we'll keep it. We'll keep we the power. We want to give the, the, the factory bosses some sort of, at least a little bit of leeway to their bullshit. Like, oh, this is our production numbers for this month because we had all this power. Yeah. So, yeah. and then they didn't turn it. They didn't turn all the way back. I'm like, oh no, we'll just keep it low and kind of let it go, go, and then I have that problem. Yeah, Which, um, I would, I mean, there was been a political, politically charged debate about whether this is a communist thing or whether this is, and I think to some degree that's overblown. But what isn't to me is that, you know, there's that. Remember that scene when they're in the Belarus, the Belarusian party boss. And I was going to bring this up. Nuclear <laughs> physicist, she's like. This is what's happening. Like, this is what I picked up right now in my, like, home, uh, like, my university. Yeah. Whatever. This is what I know what's going on. And he's just like, no. And it, and, it, and he's like, uh, comrade, what were you, before you were the, like, local deputy chairman of the Belarusian Com- Communist Party, what were you? And he's like, uh, I worked in a shoe factory. He ran the shoe factory. He ran the shoe factory. He was the boss. Okay. He, he was a, f- he, he ran a shoe factory. And now he's, and then he kind of, like, pours a glass of vodka, classic, and goes to the workers and peasants of the world. You know, now we're in charge of things, so you're putting people who shouldn't be in charge of certain things in charge. That's Just not the only Soviet issue. Glorif- <laughs> because of some, this nebulous sense of, oh, these people are much more, you know, they have these, this, this, this peasant morality that it's one know, of the, people. the intellectuals don't have or whoever else well, doesn't have. But one yeah. of the, so one of the Liberals. ironies is that the, the, actual, I mean, the actual people on the front lines of any particular aspect of this Emergency responders, yeah. they are soldiers, the and yeah. miners who are brought in, all of these people, many of them either unknowingly or with full knowledge undertook tremendous sacrifices. Mm-hmm. And you have people in leadership positions who are claiming to represent them and of who their, are just you know, another, another out-of-touch elite. Regardless of the system. Or regardless of where they came from, because they may have come from the same factory, but now, but, you know. And to and and I think one of the things that the, the show does a good job of representing that's true of any society that suffers from issues like this, this sort of stratification and trumped up bullshit with leadership claiming Trump. to to represent the interests of the common people when they really don't is that same scene that you mentioned with the party boss who ran a shoe factory and well i'm the boss now i make the decisions and the fact that you're a fancy nuclear physicist doesn't matter to me (laughs) dick yeah and his receptionist out there when when she comes back with the iodine yeah, yeah yeah when the physicist gives her iodine tells her appropriate dosages and yeah and tries to do something for her the receptionist jumps on that right away mm. she i mean she's taking she a dose it. oh she right gets away. it cuz yeah. she knows exactly what she's dealing with she is one of the these bullsh- people yeah. who's on who's on the the front lines on the lower rung of the totem pole and she knows exactly who yeah. and what her and boss that- is what that uh, and that also Fucking jumped out to me like how yeah. you know the, the miners <laughs> and, and the soldiers and all these people like they knew what they're like or they didn't they may have not been well informed but they knew enough about the society and this, this the the world that they lived in to understand oh 
you're not like if like the whole scene with the miner like looking at the mask is like oh that works right yeah yeah this works oh well if it works you would have been wearing it right yeah now. yeah like, they're familiar enough they're just yeah. like but there is this kind there is there is a um and this has been going back for years and years and years um about the you know non-russians who kind of admire the russian culture the corbinistas um, no, no no i'm not talking about like politics i'm talking about this sort of you know yeah, hard yeah. lands breed hard people yeah. kind of thing you know self-sacrifice for the greater good whether it's you know whatever whether it's communist capitalist bizarrist whatever you want to call it and there is some genuine heroism here yeah and, and oh yeah place like I don't, I don't know if americans would be capable of the same thing that they were oh I, of, I think they would i think it would i don't know like but no, I, well, I think that's kind of like that's, walking that's, into a walking into a radioactive soup yeah, because be, still you know yeah, the fair there was that's, the, that's really true yeah the like 9-11 you saw like people are still dying from diseases related to 9-11 right um you know inhaling the the smoke and yeah the, and just this past week, I believe, John, John Stewart, Stewart right. uh, was testifying. And, he's like, and, I'm back again to argue yeah, and I'm sure, this thing. Like, I'm sure a firefighter doesn't know exactly what he's inhaling, but he's like been in this. Well, he's he been he in it. He's, he's been in fires enough. He knows that this is not good. This is not a good environment to be mm. in. So, yeah. No, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Well, and, I mean, I think people step it's, up it's just, when the situation well, what, What's shocking it. to me is, though, that like with all this, I mean, yeah, and you're right. It's not a uniquely Russian thing, but the fact that the current Russian state is so like ambivalent towards the series. Oh, they, and, like, yeah. now we're gonna now we're gonna make our own Chernobyl about how the CIA blew up the reactor. So, so blackjack and hookers. When, when, the, when there is some genuine like patriotic yeah. shit in this movie, it's I like, mean, there's a lot of like this society is horrible. Why is you know why why are they even in this situation? Yeah. But there is like a good story here. And that, the, the leadership I, is yeah, the problem, yeah, right. not. Well, no. well, even like the, the, one, the, um, the one, the one, the one guy who comes in, um, the one that's one chairman. played by uh, Skalgard, uh, the older Skalgard. Um, S- uh, so, oh, the he's Kellen? the he's Selen? Selen Scar- Selen. Yeah, Skalgard, Yeah, he. I mean, he went down and stepped me and he was like, "I'm gonna die in five years because of this." No, he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, but he, they. I think the series does a very good job of not only portraying like the average Russian or and you or average Soviet yeah. citizen who yeah. did their part, but also. The people who did, you know, like Comrade Lagasov, Homo um, Sovieticus. Yeah, the, yeah. the Soviet the, man. Yeah. <laughs> the people who, the, the people in leadership who did step up despite, you know, being threatened by the KGB, by other leadership, and in many cases, many of them lost their lives. Because like, it was like, this is really fucking bad. If we don't do anything about this, yeah. like, it's going to be devastating for the, like, our countries. Like, yeah. you know, are part of our nation. Like, you know, yeah. like, this is going to be way worse than a little temporary embarrassment. Even like Gorbachev, which is like, he was just like, you know, there's 50 million people live in Belarus and Ukraine. Yeah. Like, that's, <laughs> this is a serious problem. Yeah. This doesn't just go away if we pretend it's yeah. not there. And I think, I mean, maybe not in the series, but I think Gorbachev in Soviet, in the Soviet Union more broadly may not have been, you know, super one of these like were people speaking truth to power but he, yeah. he was, did try to change things no, he was good he was through and through what, what people don't remember about Gorbachev he was Steve a Buscemi. party official. oh yeah. yeah he was a party official he was he was he worked through the ranks he was he was a party man yeah but you did see in in the series he was like able to you know you know belay the kind of you know, initial gut reaction that you know he had was, which was, deny. let's censor the, deny, 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 <laughs> censor the information Terrible. was, you know, let's hear what the experts have to say. So there was that flexibility in him, even though he was a man who was born and bred yeah. in the Communist Party system. Well, like, so. like I mean, I think 
I guess, yeah, in the last episode, you know, the, the head of the KGB confronts um, Legasov. Yeah. Where he's like, you know, you were, you know, the head of the Communist Party or the Communist Party youth in your university and like all this. He, he, he was also, so I don't, yeah. that's not really made clear until the last episode, but he was a party stalwart, had been very Legasov loyal. Was. Yeah, Legasov. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, the, and he's like, you're not a hero, like, you know. Like you're gonna die. No one's gonna remember your like lesser. He he says the KGB head of the KGB says like lesser men will get credit for you. And he's the guy's like yeah okay like whatever. Yeah. And he killed himself, but that so him actually committing suicide set off touched off the the fire that ultimately like brought a lot of this to light because it's like you know the guy guy who led this who went to the IAEA and talked about this just killed himself. What happened? Yeah, and also know. that apparently that the woman who played the uh, Col- Kolomchuk, mm-hmm. uh, the nuclear scientist, she was an amalgam of yeah. thousands of, of the, all the scientists, uh, engineers, scientists, physicists, the people that worked on this. So, so she, yes, yeah, she's yeah. she's a composite she's character. Dist- yeah, she's a composite character that uh, portrays the scientists and the people who worked really hard to bring this stuff to life. People were like, "We cannot bury this," you know. Like, yeah. I get it. Like, this is how Soviet Union is, but. Well, and, and we talk about this is how the Soviet Union is, and this era is not a Soviet Union with a Stalin at the no, head anymore. Right. This isn't a situation where there is a single overwhelmingly dominant personality who has just cowed everyone else. It's a situation where the system itself, the set of incentives and structures and institutions is so messed up and so stacked against good communication, decision-making, and responsible policy that even when you have people at any level, way down at the bottom or up high in the hierarchy, trying to do the right thing, they are basically trying to, to push against the current in incredibly difficult ways and that that tells you something about how broken the institutions were and it's but it's also a confused era it's not you know brezhnev era it's you know this is the era of perestroika and you know not only are the institutions rotted to the core in a lot of ways there's confusion about what's acceptable what's not like how open can we and you know if I, i you gotta wonder if this had happened five years earlier the reactor would still be bleeding. It would st- yeah, <laughs> radiation into the sky. The, exactly. Like nothing, nothing is happening. Everyone, <laughs> Ukra- <laughs> Ukraine was not good no more, so they moved to uh, Siberia. They moved to my crane. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> our crane. Uh, our, right. crane. Our, <laughs> our crane. Our crane, comrade. <laughs> it's called Crimea. Your crane, my crane, our uh, crane. Crimea River. Oh, oh no. That was the Gross. most painful series of pun attempts that I think I have ever heard. I doubt that. We're becoming. <laughs> I doubt that. Happy Father's Day, everyone. It was a happy whole slew at once. Oh, yeah, I know, but I'm, I'm sure we've done worse. <laughs> Maybe, I'm maybe collective, yes. As collectively, yes. As, as, the, as the collective, <laughs> who are you, comrade? Question. <laughs> but no, no. The, like, the, I think like even like the whole, you know, each episode is pretty devastating, like the human loss and all that kind of stuff. But it was real rough when they were going around shooting, shooting the dogs, yeah, the pets, the cats, and, they're, and dogs. They're and running stuff. right up and, to them. Oh, I know. My favorite character was like the Afghan war vet who was like, <laughs> "Look, killing, like, shoot them, don't make them suffer." And yes, killing a dog is one thing, but you know, killing people, and it's like, it changes you regardless of 
what it is. The fact that like the humanity there is not something you see. <laughs> you is not it's not portrayed well when you know Soviet soldiers are the members of the Red Army are put on screen. It's always like some James Bond baddie or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, that was like yeah. No, I'm a hard ass. I've killed a lot of people and I've but. You so, know, I understand what it does to the, well, the human even, soul. Even with that scene, it was like when the the, the basically the kid shows up. He's just like, "So, uh, what do you need to serve in Afghanistan?" He's like, "I've never been to Afghanistan. I'm not a soldier." He's like, "What the fuck?" I'm just a, <laughs> I'm just a guy who they picked off the street and threw in a van and like. Yeah. Yeah. So, and he's like, "All right, you're under my wing. Nobody else fucks with you." Like, yeah. <laughs> so, so there's a there's a really good um you I think it was made by Ukrainians actually a movie about so if you want to go like deeper into the sort of actual like looking at real Soviet soldiers in the Afghanistan so it's called Ninth Company I think yeah, yeah it's yeah. a it's a great movie um, it's about a Ukrainian or Russian uh, company that goes in Afghanistan they they actually got slaughtered almost to the man by yeah. the Taliban was that a documentary or not Taliban or... Uh, no it's a it's a oh, it's a movie film by the Mujahideen yeah it's uh it's it's worth watching. There's one, I saw this, I forgot the name of it, there's another, it's like a, it's made by an American camera crew, but it was, um, it's like with a Russian motorized division in Afghanistan, and they're all like, you see how, sim- I mean, it's very 80s to the core, like yeah. with the big, you know, Tom Cruise glasses and like the tech, like the weird techno <laughs> on the radio, it's like, oh, there, this is very, this is very familiar 80s music, yeah. <laughs> like, in culture. We're not so but even, I know, it's like, like, even still with the Iron Curtain very fully up, like, you know, people are people. There's yeah, and I think that's something that gets lost a lot of times in like portrayal of the Soviet Union or Russia is like, oh, you know, they're they're a hardy people. It's like I mean they're they're people. Like the Russian culture is distinctive. They're, they're, it is very distinctive. Russians but you're are right. distinctive I think, people. Yeah. But yeah, I mean they're they're like what you see in the show is it really humanizes a lot of the And people. I think yeah, you're right. There there's more in common than we would you know, Oh yeah. Like I'm not just big Russian Superman. You know, there is <laughs> Yeah, there's there's more nuance to again, that. like the James Bond. Villain. Exactly, but yeah. like, yeah, I mean, I think there's a good there's a good job with that. And the, the Russian government being so pissed about it is the fucking funniest oh thing about God. it. Like, it's still like, it is hilarious how just dumb, how it's, incompetent it, the Kremlin. It got, it got real pissed. It gets, it's like when immediately like, hey, this thing, this is good, but I mean, that's also the Soviet Union. You're not. That's not. You could. But even, they have this weird love hate relationship with the Soviet Union. They've started to glorify like, it. They, I mean, I know, I know, I know, yeah, Putin definitely is. Which I mean, because for years and years and years, Victory Day was. A, um, it was kind of a solemn. It was like a Veterans Day type mm. environment in Russia. Like nobody was like, "Yes, big parade, happy vet." Big dick. <laughs> yeah, no, Ooh. yeah, yeah. No, like we're gonna have. I mean, yeah, they had the military parade through the Red Square, but it was never like a celebratory occasion. Now it's like, it's it's the Disney version of. <laughs> yeah. of you know remembering the war and all that so, because it's not about like like like, it's like, not, like it's really racist which is why like how <laughs> what, 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 it, it, it's crazy to me how like the current russian government just sees this and sees oh this is the, we're just gonna be oh evil west evil west evil west whenever some and there was that that russian politician who is from some crazy ultranationalist party who was saying like yes well if it's from if it's made by westerners they're going to lie because that's what they do those uh, filthy westerners it's, are it's ironic so, it's because like, it's like how we depicted the russians back in like yeah, the 70s it's, and 80s it's interesting though you're to, making our point <laughs> it's interesting though to note that this isn't a unanimous perspective on the show coming out of russia right. no this is the official position plenty though. of i mean even some officials as well as other people in positions in in media and culture elsewhere have Although in some cases they've quibbled with particular details that have actually had very positive things to say yeah, about it. Right. And and in particular how it depicts 
the reality of what yeah. regular yeah, a lot people, of people in, a lot of people who in are involved with this with. were very are very like glad that it's kind of being portrayed because it's not even though it's not in russian like it yeah it it's portraying them as people and like the way things actually were i mean i think the russia's russia's like, reaction i feel like it russia's, seems like the official like the position is that this reaction. is this is I, I some feel, american plot to, i feel like the kremlin remake is going to be probably hilarious far more exciting uh, like the there's gonna be like shit. Ch- there's gonna be like shootouts in the reactor. Core <laughs> with, like, Some American like, like I yes, am. <laughs> my name is yes, Bob Smith of the it's, CIA. It's like I'm here to blow. I'm here to blow up the communist people. It's like <laughs> look at my cowboy hat and Stetson. <laughs> yeah. My Stetson, my Stetson and six shooter. I, I think. Oh I think the, the the irony is the in blue. Oh, I would. I would. Can we, can we make that? I want to watch yeah, when it comes when it comes out. Please, the, I need to see it. <laughs> the, Just the like a bad irony. Like, Steven Seagal is the American. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well, he is on good terms with. Well, Putin. No, he, he's a Russian citizen now, so it's oh. it's good. Yeah. I, the, the supreme cool. irony here is that the Russian like knee jerk reaction, not the Russian. I don't want to say Russian as in like blanket. I'm talking about the Putin government. Prussian, or, uh, uh, Putin, just stop, stop rushing and get to your point. Yeah. Hey, oh man, we're really making a lot of dad jokes today. Happy Father's Day. Um, it, I, wa- I want new. I want new people. <laughs> just like it, it reinforces no, the. <laughs> you must make do with what you have, comrade. It reinforces the themes of the show. That essentially this knee-jerk denial of everything and pretending like things didn't go wrong and that it's all a plot or it's all I, I, a lie. It's really the perfect reaction. It really is. It. it hammers home the reality that the show is trying to portray but um that's all we have time for today uh I, if you haven't seen it you shouldn't have listened to this before you've seen it but uh make sure to watch it it's a great series it's uh, amazing yeah it's definitely really it. worth watching mm-hmm. and that was almost a bit well i do want to have like a part of course of i know of course of course you fucking do <laughs> Every goddamn time. This may have sounded a little bit different topic-wise than a lot of the stuff we do, because it's not about geopolitics or national security in a direct way. It's about culture in a direct way. And a whole bunch of nonsense. But but I do think, like, so much of what we talked about, about institutions and incentives and cooperation and the way that governments behave, that's hugely relevant to the things we normally talk about. And it's reflected in pop culture, and it always has been and it always will be. So I think, you know... And like everything, arts are, you know, and like everything yeah. else we talk about, it's terrible, and it's also, a lot of people died. It's true. <laughs> and so then things got worse. The alcohol, <laughs> the alcohol is to cope with the depression. Yes. But we'll dedicate this episode to uh, those who actually did their part. The liquidators. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't want to do. That. I wouldn't want to put that on them. It's like a, it's like a good insult, yeah, to, yeah. insult to them. Fair. But that's anyway, okay. well, we respect their. I know. I do. I do. Like, it, it, that's why the show was like it, again was good. You know, showed them as like actual heroes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, not, not, not CIA operatives and Stetsons. <laughs> I can't wait. Well, I'm I, here I, to blow up your reactor, say. Eh? But it's a complete '80s. Like you know, it's it's gonna they're gonna get Tom Cruise to do it. Oh god! Like, it, but as like all that Xenu money no, no, is running it, it, out, it'll, it'll so. be it'll be it'll be Tom Cruise <laughs> from Top Gun. I finally made doing it. Thank you. <laughs> all right, that was is too much. Uh, that was almost dramatic. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Thank you. Happy Father's Day. Shut up, kid. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Happy Father's Day.
that was most of that was not funny at all until the end. <laughs> like it was like it was, it was way too like serious. Weird, well, I mean, it's a serious serious. show. I know, but like it's it's hard to we should do joke what, too we should much do... about acute radiation. We're laughing at it now. My colleague style. Yeah, it's hard for even me to make a joke about that. Yeah, so we didn't. We made fun of the fucking Putin reaction, which is the literally the best thing about the series. To make a Steven Seagal action flick. The CIA, like, make, make make up the fire. Hey. Oh, it works too perfectly for me. I cannot blow up. <laughs> it is, the Soviet design is too well. You set up nuclear bomb it's, in it's this. It's too efficient. You know, Gorbachev, in one of his memoirs, like, 96 or something, actually cited the Chernobyl incident as one yeah. of the causes of the collapse yeah. of Soviet Well, just, like, the collapse of trust that came from it, or, like, uh... I don't just, know. I mean, well, yeah, it also I mean, was super he, expensive. It was, so like... He's, he's it dri- also... Like a relatively introspective I mean, guy. All of the liquid nitrogen in the Soviet Union. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All of the boron and half the sand. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, no, it, it was. I wonder what. Yeah, because the financial cost probably drained the last bit of coffers. Well, the economy is already not stable. Yeah, not that yeah. they have. Right, right, right. Yeah, Reagan won. <laughs> so, that's why Reagan sent in Steven Seagal to finish the job. Can you guys read that? Uh, I think it was Foreign Affairs. It was an article about. Or no, it was War on the Rocks. It was like a how to deal with Iran, like how people keep like uh, looking at Reagan and the Soviet Union and like saying like we should be like Reagan to Iran. And this guy writes, well, yeah, this guy writes this article and he's like, yeah, we should. Reagan like totally, you know, changed his tune after the Soviet Union started coming to the table. You know, like things.